0: Welcome to the Visualize You show. I'm your host Beth Hewitt and each week on the show we'll talk about how you can live, love and visualize the life and business of your dreams. I'll bring you interviews with inspirational people who have taken that path already so that you can learn the practical skills that will help you to do the same. Let me help you to recognize your self-worth, honor your skills and become confident being who you're always supposed to be. Now let's get on with the show. You're listening to the very best of the Visualize You show. To celebrate my second year of podcasting, I'm counting down the top 30 episodes, celebrating my amazing guests and just how much fun I've had over the last two years. At number 17 is a guest expert episode called what's a ghostwriter and why you need one with guest expert Jennifer Locke. Welcome to the Visualize You podcast. I'm your host Beth Hewitt. I'm a spiritual performance coach helping you go from unfulfilled to passionately living your purpose. You'll learn how to create a crystal clear vision for your life so that you can change direction with confidence, and have a career or start a business that is more in alignment with your true soul's calling. Each week on the show, I'll talk about topics such as the art of visualization, scripting, manifesting, and the law of attraction. And I'll bring you interviews with inspirational people who have taken that path already, so you can learn the practical skills that will help you do the same. Welcome, Jennifer, to the Visualize You show. Jennifer is a ghostwriter and author coach who helps entrepreneurs and thought leaders up-level their brands with a book. Jennifer has been writing fiction since 2011. Jennifer has ghostwritten business books that have been published by both business presses and Big Five publishers. Whether writing fiction or non-fiction, Jennifer lives for stories. Bringing stories to life, whether her own or her clients, is Jennifer's favorite work. And I love storytelling as well, so I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Welcome to the show, Jennifer.
1: Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Okay,
0: let's dive straight in then. So can you just tell our listeners a little bit about where you were before, how you came to be doing ghostwriting and the work that you do today?
1: Sure. Like a lot of moms who own businesses. I think my story really starts at the the moment my twins were born. Suddenly we found ourselves bereft of affordable childcare options. And so we said, all right, I guess I'll be staying home with them. And then began seeking out ways to earn money working from home with them. And so I did a lot of different uh, random freelance jobs and doing things that were like churning out content, um, just desperate to find some way to contribute to our family's finances. Right. And lo and behold, a couple of years in, I connected with someone who wanted ghostwritten articles. And so I, we began doing that. And then this person said that they wanted a book. And had I ever done that before? And I decided to give it a try. And a couple of years later here we are. That book was traditionally published and I discovered how much that I really loved the process of getting to know someone else's voice and speak in their voice and really bring out their genius, all of the good things that I see in them when they speak, but for whatever reason people don't always have time to write a book, they don't always have this skill set. It's very specific. Skill set yeah. that people that is needed to do the process of writing a book. And I had been writing fiction since 2011, so I thought it can't be too hard to translate. And I found, as you mentioned in my bio, that the common thread was storytelling. So, um, taking that fiction writer's approach to nonfiction was really mm-hmm. all about bringing out the voice and bringing out the story and showcasing the author in such a way where they sound even more brilliant than they already are. And I just found that I really loved it. I loved that process. I love the long form deep dive into it. Yeah. And uh, working with someone o- over that period of time and uh, the chance to be really collaborative and relationship focused. And so that's when I pivoted and began ghostwriting and, helping people who wanted to do that for themselves via author coaching. Yeah. And it's been super fun ever since then. I I really, I love the process of helping people bring up their stories. I love that.
0: And I think you hear people say that they haven't got a story inside them or their story isn't worth sharing. But I think, those are the things that are really relatable I think people are really resonate with those so that's what I really love about storytelling and I try to do that in my marketing so it's lovely to hear that you've got the process that you go through with your clients to bring that that out what would you say to somebody who is maybe wants to write a book but they're not sure where to start and they're not sure how to identify what part of their story they need to be focusing on
1: yeah, there are a couple things that I say that are good places to start. And the first thing is, you always need to start with your mm-hmm. why do you want to write a book? Why is it important to you? And I tell people to write down all of their reasons. And some of them can be petty. <laughs> some of them can be, we might judge them and think, oh, that's all about my ego or. Who am I to say that I want to have a New York Times bestseller or, or whatever. Or it could be something like my fourth grade teacher told me that I was a bad writer and I Uh want to show her, but I just encourage people to get them all down on paper until they find some that really resonate with them Yeah, because your why has to be strong enough to carry you through the whole process. Mm -hmm. People get really excited to write books a lot of the time and they show up very hot (laughs) and then they flame out. Uh, Because you got to write books with a steady hand and just commit Mm -hmm. to the process and keep showing up. So connecting with why is really huge. No matter what your why is, it's good enough as long Mm -hmm. as it's going to see you through the process of writing an entire book. And then I encourage them to examine who their audiences are and what their message are. Or what their message is. And your audience is anybody, if you have a business and you want to write a book to uplevel your business, who are the people who are paying attention to you? Who are the people you're serving? Who are the people that you want to be serving? And it's finding the sweet spot between those two things. You have to connect with the excitement and the joy behind who you're serving and connect to that idea of service so that you're going to be compelled to write the book that's calling to you and so you don't flame out and say this is too hard i'm, I'm bored with this but think about what kind of opportunities you want to be drawing to mm-hmm. yourself and how you can really position yourself well via your book and even if people don't have a business they can look inward to determine okay who is my audience What are some facets of me that I talk about and that I enjoy talking about and that resonate with other people, whether it's dog lovers or whether it's like people who are caring for an aging parent. If you just set out to write a book in general, like that's way too general. So we have to get specific and get focused and determine which audience you want to be speaking to. And then the audience plus the message equals book. So I ask people, If you could go up to everybody in that audience and look them in the eye and tell them one thing that you think is the most important message for them to understand right now, what would that message be? So we start there and we get those two basic elements and then we break it down further and further until we have an outline basically and and then generate the stories or excavate is a better word, the Uh stories that are going to support that outline. Wow. Okay. Okay. And I'm glad you said about people that
0: maybe don't have a business right now, because some people might be listening to this thinking, I'd like to write a book, but I don't have a business or some people might already have a business and there might be a point in their careers where they think actually now there's a book. So I think, so you work with people who are at either end of those spectrums and you can pick up at whatever point they are in their life really
1: to to start this journey. I Yeah, I work with primarily business owners or thought leaders, entrepreneurs, people who are wanting to have people maybe who want to launch a speaking career or a different leg of their business. That's primarily who I work with. But I think the same principles apply even if you just want to write a memoir or some type Mm -hmm. of advice book. If you have stories to share, if you have experience, then you are the expert in that zone and you don't need any other outside qualifications to yeah. write a book. It's just a matter of getting specific and honing in on who you want to speak to and what you want to say. And I'm glad you said
0: that as well. Cause one of the things that I really want listeners to get out of the visualize you show is that is around their skills and experiences and how actually, I think sometimes when we're good at something, we don't necessarily think other people need to know that it's almost like we, we don't write that blog, particular blog post. We don't write that piece of marketing because we think, oh, everybody knows that already. But actually, we've got these stories inside of us that, that we should tell, and that can inspire other people to do really great stuff as well. So I want, I want to go way back to then when you pivoted. So you got your twins, mm-hmm. and, and you knew that you had to do something different. You, you needed to, you wanted to stay at home with them, and was that kind of the motivation behind?
1: yeah I was, I was going to go back into the workforce and then I on the eve of when I was about to do that I realized I can't do it because it, we didn't have a, a, a sustainable childcare solution and yeah. with twins the cost was pretty high mm-hmm. and it was it was a gut decision not to go back and then yeah just wondering I, I don't know how if listeners are our mothers but just, the process of of caring for them. And and that was all consuming in the beginning and and also really wonderful. But eventually I wanted to said, okay, I don't want to go back to a traditional job. I I really feel like I can make my own way. I felt that calling for a while Uh and tried various things. And so it just became a matter of, trying things and seeing what worked essentially, and then stumbling accidentally on a path that was pretty exciting to me and combined all of these skills that I had been developing over the past Mm -hmm. seven, eight years of writing fiction and translating that into a Something that was going to be profitable. I said, "Okay, what's my?" I kind of made an inventory and said, "What's my highest value skill?" And it's book writing. Not Uh a lot of people know how to do book writing, but I do. Okay, Uh what can I do with that? So that was what that all looked like, and it was a happy accident that I stumbled into it. I love that. I love happy accidents; they're the best Uh ones.
0: So you said you were doing writing seven to eight years before that. Is that what you were doing for within your career? Is
1: that were you writing? as part of your job? What was it that you were doing? My career was I began in education, and then I um, transitioned to nonprofits. So I was working in nonprofits prior to giving birth. Um, But i would written fiction since 2011. And I write middle grade fiction currently, which Mm -hmm. is so people usually know what young adult fiction is. Yeah, middle grade would be like the tier below that in terms of age. Uh So I had been doing that for a while. And that's, That's where my deepest love is and my heart is. And that's the thing that I'll do no matter what. Yeah. So I'd just been spending all this time before work and like late at night and reading voraciously and developing that particular skill. Mm -hmm. And in the process had just learned to learn to write books and realize that I could translate that skill and use it to help others.
0: Throughout that period of time then, as you made that pivot, and then if you can tell our listeners how you came about, actually, I heard that it was a tweet or something. Somebody tweeted something and you messaged them.
1: Yeah, it was just a tweet on a job board, (laughs) essentially. Somebody posted a tweet and I said, okay, it seems like something I could do. And I responded to it and began writing content for this person who had tweeted, who uh, eventually became my first ghostwriting client. And Mm -hmm. I wrote that client's book yes it was just you never know what's going to stick I didn't know who was behind it it was a faceless nameless tweet that I just I responded to because I said okay that sounds like fun so so you're just
0: in the right place at the right time
1: and and is that something that you would normally do I was at the time going to job boards quite a bit and pitching for Uh so that's what I was doing just and pitching a lot which is is something that I still do. I think as entrepreneurs we're always we can never be too good to pitch ourselves often and broadly. So yeah, that's how I connected with who became my first ghostwriting client.
0: Wow, love that. <laughs>
1: so, I'm sure there's been a number of life lessons throughout that
0: period from pivoting to then getting your first ghostwriting client and then setting up the business that you have today and working with um, People to do the same or teach them to write their own books. But has there been any life lessons throughout that period that you'd like to share with our listeners?
1: Sure. I think there's, um, I can think of several. First of all, it's so key to find other people who understand what you're doing and who mm. get what you're doing and who can support you, who understand your desire to do something out of the box and live a life that doesn't look traditionally how people would expect people to the outside world. I look like a stay at home mom, (laughs) but but to the people who know, they know that there's a whole lot more going on, but just finding those people who get it and who can Mm -hmm. connect and support you and spur you on. And also just so it's not so lonely because entrepreneurship can be a lonely road. If, And if it feels lonely, if I'm having a week where things seem particularly lonely, it's like something's got to change. I've got to do something differently. I need to connect with someone. I need Mm -hmm. to call someone and just really connect with my people. So that's the first one. Find your people. Find the people who will build you up. And I also think it's super important to celebrate each little thing, each little milestone, each little step that you take. It's so easy to look over your left shoulder and look over your right shoulder and compare yourself to people on social media when you know, comparing your story to what you think someone else's story is because of course we never really know, but the, what helps me to get back into that positive frame of mind and that positive flow is just to recognize how far I've come and to celebrate each step along the way and just to snap back into gratitude um, as often as possible. Mm -hmm. Hey listener, how would you like to spend a whole 30
0: days with me learning how to bring more positivity into your life? In the 30 day gratitude journey experience, you remember who you are, you recognize your superpowers, identify your zone of genius and create a vision for your life and business that you'll be so excited to make a reality. To find out more, head to BethHewitt.com forward slash gratitude. I, I don't think we do that enough for ourselves, do we? we don't celebrate our,
1: ourselves enough and we really should. So it's I'm up. reminding myself of what I need to do. Yeah. <laughs> As yeah. I say that, and we do that so well with our friends, don't we? We do. Like, we, we lift them our... up.
0: We should do it. Yeah.
1: And we say, oh, wow, that's amazing that you did X, Y, and Z but we're not so good at doing it for ourselves. And I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. We should absolutely do more of that. And you said about
0: connecting with other people. Who were those people for you? Were they brand new people or were they uh, your family and friends or?
1: Yeah. So I um, connected with a business coach like right away at the start Mm -hmm. of my journey. And I think that's really key. I did that before I hired a business coach before it necessarily made sense (laughs) to do that financially because I it even took me a while to think about okay I'm this is a business I'm a business person this is what I need to be doing. Yeah. That was really key finding that support and I joined a mastermind of like-minded people a little bit later and just continuing to meet people connect with people and lean on a biz bestie who gets who gets what I'm doing and who's living a similar life yeah just finding it's fun the fun thing is when people on the internet random people become actual friends and when you develop relationships with them over time and are able to see each other evolve and grow so so just being open to connection is super important I think Mm -hmm.
0: so has there been something then that's been calling you throughout all of this time whether it was writing or something else, did did you know where you were heading a little bit? Were there kind of clues along the way that you think you could share with our listeners?
1: Yeah, I would say that I was always, so I think I said that I wanted to be a writer when I was like seven, Mm -hmm. (laughs) when I was very young. I've always been single-minded about that was really the only path that appealed to me. So I think I was lucky in that sense because Mm -hmm. there wasn't like a lot of questioning. It was a desire that I had when I was young. And then I I reconnected with in my twenties and have more or less been pursuing single mindedly ever since doing, evaluating things in the light of, okay, if I do this or that, will it allow me time to write? Mm -hmm. So having that kind of focus and direction I would say has been a gift because that's definitely always being a writer is essentially the only thing I ever wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And as in terms of the thing that's calling me, I would just come back to the power of storytelling. And I think stories are transformative. You can tell people something, you can explain things to people, but if you tell them a story about it, that's the place where people able are able to connect. Mm-hmm and hearts and minds are able to change and open. So uh, that storytelling aspect of bringing out my own stories and helping other people birth their stories and bring them into the world has been the thing that gets me the most excited and helps me to continue um, on this path. It must be
0: really nice, actually, to bring somebody's story forward, somebody who's maybe struggled with so bringing that to life for somebody, it must be really rewarding. I can imagine that yeah, that would light is, you up.
1: It's very fun, yeah. When we have, I do these intensive sessions with mm-hmm. people where we're really trying to just pull out the meat of the story and get it on the page. And it ends up being like therapy sometimes, just because we're like getting deeper and deeper and trying to get to the truth and mm-hmm. trying to shape it and. Um, mold it into something that's going to be book-shaped. <laughs> so there's a really intuitive part to it and also the pragmatic book side as well. Mm-hmm. And getting able to, yeah, being able to pull out things from people and help them see how it arranges itself into a book yeah. is, is very fun and very rewarding. And it also, I think it enables people to validate their own life experience and to see what they have to offer and see how offering that to others is really going to be a an, an value add into mm-hmm. the world.
0: And I think um, one of the things we've not touched on really is what a ghost writer actually is, I don't think. I think people have got this idea of maybe what ghost writing is, but do you want to just elaborate a little bit on that as well? Some people have been thinking, I'm not sure whether I'm the one to write the book, or actually if somebody wrote the book for me, how would they understand my voice? How would they writing in such a way that kind of captures who I am yeah. um, so do you want to just touch on that it seems like the obvious um, thing doesn't it but we're talking about ghost writing I think we should maybe just say a little bit about that
1: sure yeah it's definitely a very collaborative process and so typically the author will come and they have an idea and it might be in the beginning stages it might be more fully formed Usually ends up changing some, and, and that's totally all right. Mm-hmm. But they come with research. Perhaps they've done a lot of interviews and a lot of work up to that point in trying to get the book out, um, mm-hmm. but something's not been clicking. And they know that they don't have the skill set that they need to write a really good book that they're going to be proud of. I always say that anyone can write a book, but not everyone should just because if you're doing it out of a should like obligation or it's, people are busy. They have a lot of other things to do. So if people want a book, but they don't want to be the ones to write it, then Mm -hmm. um, that's where I come in. It takes a lot of time to learn the craft of book writing. So typically they come to me with all of this material that they've already created And we shape it and we hone it and um, see how it can be a book that's going to be achieve the most impact for the intended audience. And then I do a series of interviews with that person so I can really learn their voice. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like acting on the page where I'm inhabiting their worldview and their mindset. And I'm speaking as that person and helping them deliver their genius in a way that's going to resonate the most with their intended audience. Yeah. So it's really collaborative. We establish the outline, we get it all set. And then I essentially take it and run with it. But I send, I send chapters as I go Mm -hmm. throughout and do revisions as needed for the author. And my goal and the End product is a book that they're thrilled with. So we don't, it's a no-go if they're less than no happy with it. Yeah, they have to be thrilled with it. And it's really exciting when they're able to see, oh my goodness, that's exactly what I mean. But you took my words and you, you made them um, better than I could have written them. It, it's very fun. It's, it's super fun to delve into somebody else's world and to inhabit them and to exhibit that in a book. Yeah. That's really eye opening for me you you have to assume
0: their their identity in a sense. you have to really get to understand all of their views and how they would before you're then able to to write like that yeah. so how long does that process take? It must take a while
1: yeah it them. usually takes if i have often I'll have some prior relationship with the person that I'm with the author, maybe from a different context, yeah, but Start to finish, it usually takes about six months. I think empathy is really important in writing in general. And that's the skill that I'm deploying there. It's just trying to understand their worldview and their mindset. And yeah, I think empathy is uh, something that I think is one of my strengths for Mm -hmm. sure. And that it enables me to do the job and to, to write as someone else and help them put their best forward. That's
0: super cool. So you, you mentioned empathy there as being one of your key strengths. One of the things I really want our listeners to appreciate in themselves is that we all have these skills and experiences that we amass over that course of our career or number of pivots or wherever we are in our journey. Mm-hmm. And I like to call them superpowers because I think we all, I think we should, like you say, celebrate ourselves and we should shout us mm-hmm. about our strengths more. So have you got other skills and experiences that you would say are your superpowers as well as empathy, which is a great superpower to have?
1: Sure. Yeah. So are, I don't know if you're familiar at all with the Enneagram. Are you, is that something that you have any familiarity with?
0: I'm a little, I've got a little familiarity with it. I think I've seen more used in America than I think in the UK. I think we've got like Myers-Briggs and other things. Uh, it, it may be that lots of people are aware in the UK and I'm just not as aware as other people. Yeah. But yeah, please go
1: ahead and... Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm an Enneagram four, if that to whoever is listening, and that means something to them. But their strength of an Enneagram four, and that I identify with in myself is just the ability to be pretty emotionally honest, Mm -hmm. and to be truthful. And so I find that really useful when I'm Mm -hmm. connecting with people, and I'm drawing out their stories, and I'm trying to get To the deepest kernel of truth, and I can tell when it's, okay, this is it, but it's not quite it. And we're getting closer, and we're getting closer, and we're getting closer. And when we really land on the word, or the phrase, or just the description of the experience that resonates, it's, yes, that's it. That's exactly how it felt. Mm -hmm. So really being able to cut to the truth of things, and cut underneath the layers, and find the kernel of truth and translate that in a way that's going to resonate with other people. I, maybe that's the same thing as empathy and maybe they go hand in hand, but I find that I'm that intuitive part of me is able to do that really well when I work with people
0: that's cool intuition is another superpower as well so those are some great superpowers that you have yeah <laughs> thank you <laughs> entrepreneurs and we all have kind of platforms of choice to help us get our messages out there into the world obviously you've written your, your own books as well as working with other, um, others as well so what's working for you right now in terms of getting your message out into the world
1: yeah, the thing I'll share about the resource that I launched um, last month that I'm pretty excited about because it's a very accessible way to help people demystify the book writing process and give them very easy wins. Mm-hmm. If they, if writing a book is overwhelming, this but people really want to, and that's the truth of it. People want to, but the process is too overwhelming in their uh, conceptualization of it for them to make the first move. So I created a resource that I'm um, so excited about, and it's called Book in Six, and what it is a six-month calendar to take aspiring authors from blank page all the way to finished book. So it has 26 weeks Mm -hmm. worth of 183 days and there's a prompt each day and what it is essentially is me coaching the author on that calendar, on the page through the entire book writing process. So if people have 20 minutes a day, they can do this and they can go through the material and come out the other end of it Mm -hmm. (laughs) with a book And the thing that I love about it is that it is not about um, waking up at three and writing for 12 hours or or doing anything like that. I try to make it filled with ease and gentle as I can. So there are rest days built into every week. Each day, your writers are writing about 400 words. It's nothing that is going to be super overwhelming. I tell people, if you have 20 minutes a day, you can do this. And with Book in Six, there are trainings that I'm really excited to offer. I have a training on how to master your mindset and how to keep going because everybody has mindset issues at some point or another. Mm -hmm. Even authors who've written dozens of books come to the page and wonder if they're going to be able to do it again. So I have a, a training called Master Your Mindset. I have a training called How to Name Your Book. And then I have 50 prompts to help authors begin writing now and talk about stories so much. What are my best stories? Uh, What stories do I include? This will give you 50 ideas right now and you can just go through and see what sparks. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that product and I'm looking to expand it in the future with some complimentary resources, Mm -hmm. but it's like a super easy yes that gives an instant win to people who want to write a book, but, don't know where to start that sounds so interesting you've, you've broken down lots of the elements
0: that maybe come up for people like the procrastinating and oh it's like that whole how do you eat an elephant kind of thing with one chunk at a time so being able to do kind yeah. of 20 minutes every day is a lot easier isn't it or 400 words a day is so much easier than tackling oh, I need to write a whole book yeah and then just coming so, up with the title the- yeah little by little but even just coming up with the title of the book as well I suppose it in the process, is that normally something that comes, happens at the end or do some people have the idea for the book up front? Is
1: some the people name? have the idea at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, what I always say is don't rush it because sometimes you can't know exactly what's going to be in the book until you write it. You can have a great outline and have everything planned, but there's discovery inherent in mm-hmm. the writing process. And so you want to write a title that's going to be um, eye-catching books People will stop in the bookstore and look at it and wonder what it means. Yeah. And, but also that conveys what your book is about. So I always say, don't rush it. It's difficult and it's tricky. It's something that I enjoy doing quite a bit, but yeah, I, I think not rushing it is the right answer. It requires a whole lot of thought and play and seeing what emerges that translates all of the ideas in, in the way that the ahead author ahead. would want. Mm-hmm. So where can people find out about that particular course for people to take? Yeah, they can, co- they can go to book in S-I-X in six at jenniferlockwrights.com. Fabulous. And we'll put um, those details in the show notes
0: uh, for today as well. So this show is obviously about visualizing you. So where do you see yourself in the next five, ten, however many years down the line? What's the big
1: picture for Jennifer? Yeah, I really see. I, I enjoyed the process of creating book. I primarily prior to creating book and 6 I've done ghostwriting and author coaching. And that's what I still do. But mm-hmm. I enjoy the process so much. And I see myself creating complimentary resources that go along with that. And maybe they'll even be out by the time this podcast airs, because I see that in the very new, near future. But ultimately, in terms of the business, i Um, thinking about courses that I could develop and just being able to expand my reach via some courses and um, just packaging that knowledge that I've garnered over the years and helping people access it in um, a way that's going to impact more people. Um, so I see that coming down the pipe and just continuing to write my own books. I've got big dreams for my <laughs> middle grade novels. <laughs> so that's the, the big dream that the thing that I get really juiced about. But yeah, I see both of those things in the next five to 10 years. Lovely.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today. Where can people find out about you? Where, where
1: do you hang out mostly online? I am on Instagram quite a bit at Jennifer Locke Writes. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm just Jennifer Lock there. And on my Facebook page with it, which is also Jennifer Lock or on my website, Jennifer It's the same, all, all of the different places. <laughs>
0: thank you so much for joining us today i think it's been really insightful for listeners just to find out more about what ghost writing is and actually is it something that they might want to do themselves now or in the future and uh, you've certainly shared some really great places that can people can find out more about you and um, your course sounds really awesome so check out the show notes for all of those details thank you for joining us today jennifer thank you so much beth it's been really fun hey friend thank you so much for listening to the visualize you show if you enjoyed this episode, then why not subscribe wherever you get your podcasts? And if you would like to be with a chance to win 12 months access to the Visualize and Thrive Business Club Lounge, then simply tag me and the show anywhere you like on your social media. Simply use the hashtag VisualizeYouShow. And if you catch my eye, then you could be sitting in the lounge next month. So until next time, remember to visualize you.